Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. Today is Thursday, July 27th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, we are uno weeko awayo from the NFL starting back up. Yeah, we are. And boy, do we have a big show for for everybody today. Holy crap. Massive show. Holy crap, do we have a big show. Arguably the biggest show the Morning Five has ever done. Arguably. Arguably. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, sure. Uh, Yeah, Uno El Wico until the NFL kicks off. We got the Hall of Fame game in exactly one week. And then, you know, after that, we have like a week and a half break until more preseason starts. But the good news is... You know, now that we've moved to a 17-game schedule, there's only three preseason games in the NFL as opposed to the four we had a couple of years ago. So that we won't have to wait, you know, a couple uh, a couple of weeks, honestly, after the preseason starts for the regular season startup. Jets and Browns, Billy, 8 p.m. on NBC in one week. How much of that game do you think you're going to watch next week? Maybe about 10, 15 minutes, maybe. Okay, okay. I'll probably watch – I will say I'll watch the first half. I'll probably watch – 8 p.m. If it starts at 8, I might get the whole game in, but I would say certainly the first half um, I'll be watching that. Eight days until high school football starts in our area. I'll be watching a lot more than 10, 15 minutes of high school football. Guaranteed. In eight days. Guaranteed. <laughs> uh, Bowden at Hurd, uh, week yeah, one scrimmage. Uh, Bremen at home versus Rockmart. Central is hosting Spalding and Speaking of Central, we got to sat, sit down with Coach Umber Brown yesterday, and uh, he's got me fired up for the Central Lions this year, man. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, we've and we've got three more interviews today. That's right. We got them all. We got hey. them all lined up. We got all those 2023 football previews for you guys. Uh, with the, uh, you know, I know, I know, we do it here on the morning five on Fridays, but that's usually just us two idiots talking about it. Sometimes we bring in somebody that knows a little something about the high school. Uh, but yeah, we sit down with the head coaches. I think they know a little bit about their their high school and their football teams. Yep, a little bit yep. more, a uh, little bit more than we do. I'm excited. Yep. We've got a we've got a lot going on. Uh, Temple is at Mount Zion, and that is uh, that's our scrimmages. But eight weeks away from those scrimmages starting up, I'm excited about those. Eight, eight. Uh, yeah. I, I will. Yeah, eight days. I'll be I'll be somewhere. I'll be at one of those somewhere doing something. Um, and 29 days until college football starts so we get the uh, we get the nfl at high school starting off first they will get us over into college football starting and it's uh it's coming down to it man football and softball or volleyball and then flag football a couple months after that all kicks off here after a long summer of no high school sports and no football uh billy today is national chili dog day i'm in i love me some chili dogs the best chili dog I think I've ever had is about Pop's Doghouse. That chili dog was so uh, good. Yeah. So I I prefer chili dogs from from home. Okay. Um, that's actually the best kind that I've ever made or eaten. But um, I mean I I also like the varsity, but I know that you don't. Nah, I'm not a varsity uh, fan. Yeah. So there's just there's a few that I I, I could get you. And I've, I, I think one day when I do a chili dog at home, I'm, I'm going to make the chili instead of just using the canned chili stuff just to try to throw it up a little different, just try to switch things up. Um, but yeah, best chili dog I've ever had is a pop dog house. It's really good. Billy, today is also National Scotch Day. What's your uh, favorite type of scotch? I've honestly never had scotch. Okay. Scotch is, uh, scotch is good, and here it goes down to my belly. Yum, yum, yum. I love scotch. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Here it goes. Down to my belly. Uh, I, I'm a big Lagavulin fan. If it comes to scotch and Lagavulin is on the counter, that's what I'm uh, That's what I'm getting. I'm going to get a Lagavulin scotch. Kind of expensive, 
but it is a it's a good scotch. And today is also Chicken Finger Day. I can definitely do some chicken fingers. Yeah. Who, who can't? Who 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 doesn't want? Ch- who doesn't like chicken fingers? That's a valid point. Uh, and if you don't like chicken fingers, there's a lot of things wrong with you. That's like a red flag. You know the red flag thing on TikTok, the red red flag yeah. filter on TikTok. That's a red flag. You don't like chicken fingers. Immediate red flag for me. Yep. I mean, hey, uh, before we get started, yesterday was just disappointing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Like, absolutely disappointing. Yep. Between the Braves and the U.S., I mean, it was just utterly disappointing yesterday. Yeah, not a great day. Not a great day. Uh, yeah, and I stayed up until 11.30 midnight watching all the post-game coverage of the USA game because... I wanted other people to be in my misery. Not that it was terrible, but it was just not great. Not great. Uh, the Braves were terrible. Um, they they fall. They get swept. The Red Sox two and zero, and they are one in four or one in five on the year against the Red Sox or something. So we end the season with a losing record against the Red Sox. Uh, Braves a couple days ago fell seven one to the Red Sox. Murphy with a lone RBI. Morton went three and two thirds. Gave up four earned runs. He gave up six hits in five walks. That's 11 base runners in not even four innings. That is atrocious. And only had 1K. Absolutely awful outing from Charlie Morton. Uh, Braves did turn a double play, so I guess there's one bright spot. But that uh, that first Red Sox game was even worse triple than the play. second Red Sox game. Yeah, the triple play. Yeah, yeah, triple play, uh, sorry. That, that was... Yeah, that was the only that was the only bright spot uh, the entire game. Um, yeah, yeah, we scored a run, but the only bright spot in that that first game was the triple play, and um, it was the first triple play since 2004, and it was also the second, only the second, eight three five. So <laughs> center field to first base to third base. Um, triple play in Major League Baseball history. I, I don't doubt it because that is a goofy call line right there for a triple Isn't play. Isn't it? Yeah, it's so goofy. I saw it. On, I wasn't watching it live. I saw it on Twitter and I was like, did they score that wrong? And I went and watched the highlight video and I was like, nope, they scored that correct. That is one of the weirdest triple plays I have ever seen in my entire life. That is very odd. Plus, the first inning was weird as hell. Um, That's what you were telling I, me. I, what I what, I was what happened? You yeah, and... I wasn't watching it. I was watching... Um, I don't remember what I was doing, but what what was so weird about that? I I never I remember I saw other people online talking about how weird it was. I never I never I didn't see it. I didn't see a replay of it. So it ended up there. It essentially ended up with a double play. I think um, is essentially how you would score it, uh, but it looked like it was a short hop to the second baseman, but the umpire called it out like he had caught it and then uh the second baseman ran to second to try to get olsen running back and then threw to first to try to get whoever was off first and um just threw the ball away i mean it was a horrible throw like one of those when you throw the ball and you accidentally hold it a little bit too long. Oh, yeah. Because it, it landed like a couple feet in front of them and then just kind of rolled even all the way to the um, <laughs> to the wall. Uh, that's that's kind of how it looked. And then so Riley scored. And we were like, okay, yes, do nothing. And But apparently, according to the umpires, Riley left. Before, they called it an out. And that it wasn't short hop and then Riley was you know off the bag and didn't tag up properly okay is how it ended up but it was it was dumb man. Oh, that's confusing dumb, 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 dumb. that is that is insanely confusing oh until you watch it <laughs> I'll have to go back and see if I can find tape of that and watch it uh and then last night unfortunately the Braves fall five to three to the Red Sox Albies uh, had all three of the RBIs on a three-run shot in the sixth. About all we can muster on offense. Spencer Strider was once again phenomenal. Six and a third innings pitched, two earned runs and ten Ks. Uh, Spencer Strider continues to prove why, in my opinion, he should be the front runner for the Cy Young right now. Uh, just an absolute dominant performance on the bump. Uh, Braves are still eleven up on the Phils. I know a lot of people are ho humming about the Braves, and it's not great. We don't want to see the Braves in 
you know, a, a losing streak and a bit of a slump, and it sucks, and I'm right there with everybody, but let's pump the brakes and the sky is falling crap that I see all over Twitter. Um, you know, I, I'm pessimistic, too, and I'm realistic about my teams, but the Braves are still a top-five team in the MLB. We have one of the top-five rosters in the MLB, if not top-three, maybe top-one. Uh, just right now, we're in a bit of a slump. Rosario sucks and Ozuna sucks. Uh, so maybe we can, you know, try to shake that up on the lineup or maybe make a couple trades before the trade deadline. Uh, but we're still 11 up on, on the fills. Uh, but some of the bad news right now, Braves have scored three runs or fewer five times in their past nine games after doing that just twice in the previous 26 games. And the Braves are only scoring in five of the last 40 innings played. Kind of sucks for them right now. And one run scored over the last 40 innings that wasn't off a home run is mind-boggling. So unless we're hitting taters, we ain't winning. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we started off with a bright spot. We got some of the, the low lights. Now we're going to end with a little bright stat here. Uh, the Braves right now have the third worst batted balls in play average. A batting average for balls in play. Braves right now, third worst since the All-Star break. But we have the best hard hit percentage since the All-Star break. So what does that mean? That means we're hitting the ball really hard. We're hitting it on the screws. We're just unfortunately hitting it at somebody. And we are just getting extremely unlucky, uh, you know, kind of right now. As long as those uh, hard hit average stay up, balls will start finding gaps and start falling somewhere. And we'll get back to scoring 7, 8, 9, 10 runs per game. But right now, we're hitting the balls and the screws. But unfortunately, we're just hitting it at somebody. Yeah, four and seven since the All-Star break is not good. Um, and I mean, I know that Brian Snicker, Alex Anthopoulos and company will say the same thing. That being said, it's an 11 game stretch in a 162 game season. So let's just like you like you mentioned earlier, let's pump the brakes. Braves have a 11 game gap. Yeah, and that's good. And it still remains an 11 game gap, even after a four and seven stretch. So, yes, it sucks right now for the Braves because it, no one likes losing this much because we've been losing a lot more than we're we've been accustomed to this season. But it'll be it'll be OK. It's not like it was a few years ago when we won the World Series where we didn't get above 500 until August. Let's not forget that. I mean, let's be real. We did not get above 500 until August. And I mean, right now, the Braves so. still with 140 plus run differential, still third in the MLB and uh, the best in the National League. We have a 64 point or 64 percent winning percentage. That's the best in the majors. Nobody else in the majors has a 64 percent winning percentage. In fact, I believe only one team has above above a 60 percent winning percentage, and that is the baltimore orioles so i it, it sucks to have a little bit of a, a lull right now but guys we gotta we gotta pump the brakes we've got to pump the brakes and the sky is falling crap that i see all over twitter it's it's ridiculous and it's sort of embarrassing um so yeah the braves get an off day today and then start a series this weekend with the uh with the brewers at home right is that what we got yeah, yeah brewers brewers at home billy we didn't get a podcast in yesterday because i sort of turned my alarm off somehow uh, no. So today we are going to do the Wednesday pop culture. I know it's a Thursday, folks, uh, but we didn't want to skip this Wednesday pop culture. We are doing top five sitcoms and our uh, kind of rules for this segment where it had to be on some sort of cable television, whether it's, you know, like Comedy Central, FXX, Fox, NBC, CBS. Uh, we didn't want to do stuff like Stranger Things or anything that was either exclusively on streaming or exclusively on like a uh, like an HBO Cinemax um, Showtime places like that so our top five are exclusively stuff that we watched on just you know normal cable television actually in my top five are strictly on like the the original four like ABC NBC CBS Fox like that's that's my top five and I know you don't have that but I, I I went like very, very, very basic. Yeah. But, but to, to be fair, I, I didn't watch a lot um, or haven't watched a lot. So 
and I like what I like. So people can judge my. I'll be honest with you. I can go to hell. I'm really surprised at what your number one was. I well, I thought I knew what your number one was going to be, and and I was wrong. Well, my number one, you've known for years. I thought I I thought what you have at number five was going to be your number one. Honestly, no, 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 no. That is my like what what's on the list right now as my number five is my number one it's swapped like oh, it's it was oh, 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 oh. five four three two one originally on that list i got you i got you okay okay i'm with you now now i am not as surprised i saw the five there and i was very confused because i thought that was gonna be your one now i'm with yeah. you that this all makes sense now. okay proceed billy <laughs> okay let's uh, so this this one I, I i had to put an honorable mention on um because this this sitcom was one of those things that i had to talk about and uh it starts with family guy family guy was an my honorable mention because family guy i i have loved for many 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 years and um yeah it's just one of those things that i think should be at least mentioned so that's my honorable mention at number five i have brooklyn 99 um Jake Peralta is an insanely, incredibly written character. And I love Andy Samberg, and I love the entire cast and crew of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They do a great job on, on that series. It is. And the, and, the, and the rapport and kind of how all the characters interact is so great. It really is a, an underrated show, in my opinion. At number four, this goes back to my youth a little bit, Saved by the Bell. Um, I loved Saved by the Bell in the morning. I would watch Saved by the Bell in the morning before going to school. Um, just growing up with, you know, Zach Morris, Kelly Kapowski, Slater, uh, Screech, you know, all those characters. They were great. Screech growing is still in, uh, you know, still still in showbiz. Uh, Screech passed. Uh, yeah, he was uh, he was still in showbiz right, right before he passed. Yeah. yeah, he was still making uh, still making videos. Yeah, just not the proper videos. No, no, not not it was you know like a like a bronze screen, no longer on the silver screen, more of a more yeah. of like a titanium screen maybe. Yeah, one of those that you have to pay subscriptions for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number like three, Netflix. I've got Boy Meets World. Um, Boy Meets World is just Boy Meets World is one of those those shows that I also grew up on on Friday nights when when the show used to come out and used to watch it was just one of those things that you'd love to watch um on tgif on abc i don't know if you remember tgif price i don't know if i'm too old for that but yeah boy meets world was incredible um no i don't remember what it was on i remember watching boy meets world uh big topanga fan over here yeah, um, big topanga oh fan. man topanga. uh i don't remember why I'm i watched it on topanga fan. oh man <laughs> yeah topanga is still <laughs> breathtaking um, I don't remember what I watched Boy Meets World on, but I I was right there with you, man. I watched every. I didn't know there were until I grew up. Honestly, I didn't know there were other characters on that show other than Topanga. Uh, I was pretty shocked by that when, <laughs> when I figured that out when I got a little bit older. Um, but Mr. Feeney has to go down as like a top five teacher character in all of all of media, right? Like Mr. Yeah, Feeney was he's absolutely top, legendary. There's yeah. zero argument. He's number one your argument sorry mr feeney is the best teacher character in all of i i can't off the top of my head right now argue with anybody else um you know maybe some like john hughes uh the breakfast club guy whatever his name was i don't remember him um that doesn't count towards that i mean the only one that would kind of any anywhere rival that would maybe be uh robin williams character in um oh god what's the name of the movie bryce where Robin uh, Williams was a teacher? Yes. Um, he's an English teacher. It's, oh, God. This oh, you're talking about Good Will Hunting? No. No. It's an older one. I don't know. I know somebody listening to this podcast is screaming into their uh, radio right now, though. I'm, I'm screaming in the back of my mind. Like, I, I know the name of the movie at the back of my mind, but now I'm, I'm having a hard time... 
Oh crap. Anyway, uh, my number two <laughs> is uh, is a show that Bryce told me about. So good. And I was like, uh, yeah, there's no. I, I started watching it and. I got through first season and I said, Bryce, what the hell is this? This is <laughs> this is crap. <laughs> and uh, after he's like, have you have you gotten to where Rob Lowe comes in yet? I said, no. He goes, wait, just wait till you get to Rob Lowe. Just I stick said, it out. Just okay. Stick it out, man. And I did. And after we got to Rob Lowe and the end of season two, I was like, oh, well, this is where it is. Okay. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec is just God bless. So man. good. Some of the best like one-liners in in history. In history, Andy Dwyer might be my favorite sitcom character of all time. It's, He's so good. I punched, I punched in your your, <laughs> your symptoms, and it says that you may have network connectivity problems. <laughs> <laughs> what comes out? What point comes after Deuce? Uh, wipe. <laughs> it's so great. One of the greatest characters of all time. And my number one, uh, as as Bryce mentioned, he he knew he knows me. Uh, this is this is my comfort show. You know how a lot of people just have a comfort show, right? Yep. And it's just one of those shows that you can just turn on, and at any point you're you're comfortable, and it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't, you don't. Even, it's just one of the shows that you you've watched so many times that it could be background noise, and you still like a smile on your face because you just know it. You know which episode it is as soon as it pops up. This is one of those shows. This is my show, and it's how I met your mother. And a buddy of ours, um, which is it's really funny to me that we've we both do not have this other show in there, but it's a buddy of ours uh, mentioned to me that. Uh, when, when this show was probably about season three or four, he said that How I Met Your Mother is our generation's friends. Oh my god! And can I? T- can and I hate friends. See, I'm not a, I'm not a big friends f- person, and people are gonna hate, and we're gonna get people that will say, "What the hell is wrong it's, with you?" Because it's not funny. I hate Friends because it's not funny. It's pretty simple. I I I don't understand that show. I try to I've tried to watch it at different points in my life and enjoy it. It's terrible. It's not funny. The acting sucks and the characters suck. The only thing that saves that is, is Jennifer Aniston. That's the only thing. I feel I feel like when I'm watching Friends, I'm stuck in a Dane Cook special. It's awful. Uh, Dead Poet Society is the movie. Uh, that Robin Williams is in. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, dude, it's it's phenomenal. Is that really the, is. is that the Oh Captain, My Captain movie? Yeah. Oh, okay, yes. okay. Yeah, I need to put that on there. I, I love Robin Williams, so anything he's in, I'll have to watch that. I'll put that on there. Um, yeah, it's, it's really solid. All right, I like ahead, it. Man. Honorable mention, Family Guy, and yours is Five Through One, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Saved by the Bell, Boy Meets World, Parks and Rec, and How I Met Your Mother. I got no issue with any of those, man. Um, the only one, uh, and, and you're going to kill me, the only one that I've really not watched a ton of is How I Met Your Mother. Uh, but but I, I've seen clips of it, and it's hilarious. The clips that I have seen of How I Met Your Mother are very, very funny. I got no issue with any of those top five. They're all great shows. I'd sit down and watch them anytime. My top five, honorable mention, I have a very, very old show that I used to watch on BBC with my grandmother. I remember it when I was a little kid, and I've rewatched, um, I've rewatched everything the older I get in life, and it's It's phenomenal one of the best tongue-in-cheek if you like british comedy it is amazing so fair warning i have three three of my uh top six including my honorable mention are british shows because we watched a lot of bbc growing up i don't know why um so my honorable mention is a show called faulty towers it's a show with john cleese it was made probably in the early 70s and it's about a hotel owner in tolkey england uh and it's absolutely hilarious the tongue-in-cheek every he is just the rudest hotel manager of all time it's hilarious give it a chance go look it up on youtube go watch it absolutely phenomenal at number five i have another another english show it's called the in-betweeners imagine if they took super bad billy and made it into an english sitcom it's essentially what it is it's about high school kids 
it's super bad, but an English version of it, and it's a uh, it's a series. The great thing about English TV shows is there's usually only like three or four seasons of them, and there's only probably six to eight shows in each season, so you can blow through and binge them really quickly. In Betweeners, one of the ones I watched on BBC when I was a little kid. Uh, number four, I have a show called Top Gear. Again, uh, watched that on BBC, watched it on Speed Channel when that was a thing. Uh, it was sort of around, but I'm a huge fan of Top Gear, the three guys, the, the English version of Top Gear, not the crappy American version. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about Top Gear with James May uh, and uh, Richard Hammond, Jeremy Clarkson. I mean, those guys are just amazing on Top Gear. They moved it over to uh, Prime uh, with um, the Grand Tour. So if we were doing if we were doing streaming stuff, the Grand Tour would be up there. But this is Top Gear that was just on BBC back in the day. It was on the Speed Channel for a little while. It was kind of all over. Uh, so yeah, my honorable mention five and four are all British shows. Number three, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. This is a okay. show season after season, episode after episode, just keeps delivering the laughs. Rob McElhaney, Danny DeVito, uh, just an amazing cast, an amazing way of writing it. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, if you have not seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I highly encourage you to watch it. I think it's on Hulu, maybe? Um, but I remember when it was on Fox and FXX, and uh, it's, I, I love I love this show. I go back and binge it. They just had a new, ep- they just had a new season actually released, I think, uh, a couple weeks ago. I haven't watched it yet, but I know it's going to be fantastic because everything on Always Sunny in Philadelphia is hilariously fantastic. At number two, Billy, you and I have the exact same number two. It's Parks and Rec. This is a show that I have watched. I don't know. I've watched every single episode. I've blown through the seasons probably five or six times. Uh, I just get into a, a binge watching. I, I turn it on when I'm, I'm working and have it on in the background. And it's I can almost I almost memorize every single line from every single episode. I mean, the Sweetum stuff with Pawnee, Indiana. Uh, Rob Lowe on it is hilarious. Uh, I mean, Ron Swanson, just a legend. Ron Swanson is my absolute hero. Maybe one of the best characters in all, like one of the top 10 characters in the, in the history of, of television. He's so good. He really might be. He's so, I mean, Ron Swanson, Andy Dwyer, just, I mean, a, a, an amazing power tandem right there. It's uh, What happened to your mustache? It rubbed off. <laughs> it rubbed from friction. <laughs> so good. Tammy, too. Uh, yeah, the Parks and Rec is phenomenal. Nobody's seen it. Start watching it, but just bear with it through the first, what, season and a half, two seasons, roughly. Um, yeah, Rob, Lowe, Rob Lowe didn't come in until the end of season two, like the last couple of episodes. So, yeah, yeah somewhere that, around there. That's when it kicks up. When Rob Lowe joins is really when it finds its groove, and it continues to be one of the most hilarious shows ever written. And at number one, my all-time favorite show, a show that I have... I, I can't tell you how many times I've watched every single season and how many times I've binged it. It's The Office. I I love The Office. It's hilarious. There are so many great quotable scenes on there. So many fantastic characters. Uh, like you said, How I Met Your Mother is your comfort show. That's what The Office is to me. Uh, anytime I sit down and I'm not sure what I want to watch, I just go back and watch rewatch some of The Office stuff. Uh, all the pranks that are played on Dwight are absolutely phenomenal and legendary. And I love I love the American version of The Office. The British version of The Office is not bad, um, but the American version, in my opinion, is much, much better. Uh, the Office is my number one sitcom for me. Top five of all time. Oh, British people are pissed off at you now. Well, you know what? I included three British TV shows on here, so I couldn't include... I, I tell you, I could have done an entire thing of British TV shows because if nobody has seen the IT crowd... IT crowd, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. That would be that would be my uh, second honorable mention is the IT crowd, another British show. It's absolutely Again, great. Did you try to unplug it and plug it back in? <laughs> Have you tried turning it, turning it off, or turning it off and turning it on again? <laughs> Who let Richmond out of his room? No one's supposed to let Richmond out of his room. Uh, yeah, the IT crowd is is phenomenal. So yeah, uh, that is my my top five. The in betweeners. Top Gear, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Parks and Rec, and The Office with Fawlty Towers as the honorable mention. I couldn't include IT Crowd in this as much as I wanted to, though. I never watched that on cable <clears throat> on cable TV. Uh, I just watched that on Netflix, so didn't really 
couldn't really apply to this list. We got to come up with a All jingle right. for our uh, our um, pop culture Wednesday. I need to do that. Need a little little jingle drop. I'm thinking. You remember the pop up video? Pop up video back in the day. Yeah. I want. Yeah. I, want I think I want to try to do a jingle like that. Pop culture Wednesday. Little, little jingle. Little jingle jangle. Uh, Billy, we did the NFC South a couple days ago. Yep. Did uh did the Panthers and the Buccaneers? Let's get to the two teams that, in my opinion, are going to battle for the NFC South crown this year. We're going to start off with the Saints. Saints right now are favored to win the NFC South, but looking over this year's offseason, Saints fans have to be have to wonder if they've done enough of this roster. The Saints are the only team that clearly and obviously have upgraded at the quarterback position in the offseason in the NFC South, bringing in veteran Derek Carr to start over oft-injured Jameis Winston and tight end quarterback wide receiver and running back water boy Taysom Hill. Uh, while he may not be the future at quarterback, the Saints are hoping that they can catch lightning in a bottle in pairing uh, Carr and Sean's Payton heir apparent Pete Carmichael for offensive, uh, offensive firepower. The Saints dodged a bullet by not having Alvin Kamara suspended for any games, but they will rely heavily on the run game with veteran Michael Thomas still hurt and second-year wide receiver Chris Olave still learning and developing as an elite route runner. On defense, the entire front, aside from Cameron Jordan, is gone, as are rotational players in the back seven, including linebacker Caden Ellis and cornerback P.J. Williams. They'll have to hope for a healthier secondary in 2023 and immediate dividends for the first-round draft pick Brian Breesey and Isaiah Foskey. The battle between the Saints and the Falcons is so nip-and-tuck this year, and the battle for the NFC South should come down to a Sunday night matchup January 7th in New Orleans, I have the New Orleans Saints going 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm not going to pick that January 7th matchup until January 5th because I think it is going to be a matchup of two 500 teams, and whoever wins that game is going to win the NFC South. Wow. Okay. Set, I'm, set, I'm, no, I can't stand the 8s. I know. Oh. Setting uh, up for a big yeah. one. Big one. They won on January 7th. So I guess that's sort of a foreshadowing of what I think the Falcons are going to be going into that game. Uh, but the Falcons enter the 2023 season with another new quarterback. That's three new starting quarterbacks in three years. Uh, it is a clear sign that the Falcons uh, are sort of in the middle of a rebuild. But in my opinion, it seems like the light at the end of the rebuild tunnel is coming sooner rather than later. The Falcons' decision to not go after a quarterback in the draft is a risky one. But if Ritter can at least be a game manager, it's one that should pay off. Desmond Ritter will have the benefit of running an offense that might have the best running game in the NFL. After drafting Bijan Robinson, rookie of the year favorite right now, to split time in the backfield with Indiana's Tyler Algier, it will allow the do-everything back Cordero Patterson to take rests uh, and get his wind and line up in some exotic formations. The underutilized tight end Kyle Pitt should see more targets as younger quarterbacks always give big years to tight ends. And second-year USC wide receiver Drake London really started to come into his own near the end of the season. And uh, Kyle Pitt said yesterday that his knee feels good. He feels healthy. Uh, we were all hoping and praying for a fully healthy season from Kyle Pitts because the dude is absolutely electric. The cap room freed up by a rookie, con a rookie quarterback contract was spent on the defensive side of the ball. Signing defensive lineman David Anyamata and Calais Campbell, who actually just got put on the injured list yesterday, uh, and Bud Dupree, as well as Jesse Bates, proved that the Falcons' front office knew where their weakness was. The Dirty Birds didn't stop there, though, on the defensive overhaul either. They traded for cornerback Jeff Okuda and drafted edge rusher Zach Harrison, shot at Ohio State. Uh, new defensive coordinator Ryan Nielsen hopes to do what Dean, Dean Pease, I can't say that name, I struggled with it all year last year, Dean Pease couldn't last year and field a defense with a pulse. The Falcons and Saints' outlooks are so similar, yet they could not be more different. Atlanta is filled with budding young superstars, while a majority of the Saints' roster is older vets. Will this prove to be to the determiner on January 7th? I also have the Falcons 8-8 eight eight going into that last game of the season with the Saints. Whoever wins that game, in my opinion, is going to be the NFC South champion. It's going to be a fun year. It is. It's, and it's 
coming around the corner. I mean, uh, we are 22 days away from week one of the high school football season. I know we're eight days away from uh, the first scrimmage, but we're 22 days away from the first week of high school football. So, dude, we're close. Yep. We are so close. Yep. I mean, we're we are we are on Monday. We are wrapping up the last month of no football until 2024. Yeah. Yeah, this is the last week of, of no football. Bingo. So, Bingo. Yep. Uh, so let's head to the Marine South scoreboard real quick. Uh, high school softball yesterday. Bremen went 2-0 on the day against Alexander Bowden. Bowden and Mount Zion were also in action. Um, not sure. Obviously, they lost, Bowden lost to Bremen, but not sure who else they went up against because sometimes it's harder to get the summer schedules. So I we apologize for that. Uh, last night we mentioned uh, the United States hide at the Netherlands one one. Um, kind of a disappointing point, Bryce. Yeah, would you for agree? Sure. For sure. Yeah, very disappointing. Uh, we didn't look like we were fully in invested into the game until Haran got uh, a hard foul there around like the I don't know sixty sixtieth minute somewhere around there, and then Haran immediately decided to score on a header. Uh, also, side note. You, have you ever noticed who Lindsey Horan sort of looks like? Tell me. Hannah Strong. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah. For sure. I was watching that last night, and I was like, oh, Lindsey Horan and Hannah Strong sort of have some uh, some similarities. But, yeah, uh, it, it, not a great game. Not a great game from the uh, from the USA women's team. Hope to bounce back and have a big win against Portugal in a couple days. Tied for we're, – we're still first in the group because of goal difference, but I, there's some worrying trends – with the the ladies team right now that we need to correct before and what the hell is our coach doing with one substitute in 95 minutes of soccer like what are you doing only one sub the netherlands used all four of theirs and we use one like I, I, there's some mismanagement going on on that united states women's national team roster and it's a little frustrating uh but let's go out and beat portugal and and kind of forget about this netherlands game where we looked like poupe I, I continue to say and will continue to say for the rest of my life, I can't stand soccer offsides. It's the worst. It's the absolute worst. <laughs> you got to have it. You can't not have it. It's the worst. It's the absolute worst. <laughs> can't not I, have I, would, it. I would love to have it. Let, like, not have it. Let's just not have it. Let's have it. Let's just enjoy, let's just enjoy free soccer. It, like, it would be terrible. I can, I can guarantee no. you if they removed offsides from soccer, it would be absolutely awful you'd have to you'd have to remove the sub cap too it'd have to be like hockey where you you have subs coming i mean if we're doing that then why why don't we take uh, offsides and uh, and hockey off offsides and hockey actually makes sense oh it makes sense because you're a hockey guy i got it i get it now i get it so now now not only do you hate football which we established a couple weeks ago you also hate soccer now oh here's the with hockey the puck has to gain the zone before the offensive player. Why? Because that's that's how it's supposed to be. Well, you come on! You can't use the excuse for hockey and then say offsides and soccer sucks. In the NL East last night, Nats beat the Rockies five to four. Marlins beat the Rays seven to one. Phillies beat the Orioles six to four, and Yankees beat the Mets three to one. We're going to have this argument for the rest of our lives, buddy. Yeah, it makes for good entertainment podcasting. <laughs> On this before covering games and events calendar, uh, the NLEs, Nat- Nationals at Yankees tonight at 710. That's it. You ready, That's for, you ready for another cup of coffee? Dude, I need something. Let's do it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Lindsey Haran, a.k.a. Realtor <laughs> Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Uh, the anger fueled the goal last night in the United States women's national team draw. Uh, Lindsey Horan had a very, very hard foul put on her by her teammate, actually, um, where she plays at. Uh, crap, what was her name? D- Daniele Van de Doink or something. Um, sure. But yeah, Horan got an insane hard foul. I don't even think they blew the whistle. I don't even think they called it a foul, but it was... It was clearly a foul, and they didn't blow it. They didn't give anybody a yellow card. It pissed off Haran. Her and Daniele Vandedoink uh, sort of got into it, and they had to stop the game for a second. 
And, and yeah, Lindsey Lindsey Moran said or Lindsey Horan said that the the anger fueled the goal. Um, so hopefully they're angry to start off with when they play Portugal in a couple days. Uh, Billy, the Angels pull Shohei Otani off the market amid playoff push. Art, this is smart. This is what the Angels should have done. You should have never tried to even sell on Shohei, but that's just me. Yeah. If you wanted to sell Shohei, it should have been last year when you kind of got a, you know, an insane yeah. ransom for him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this year, nope, nobody's going to trade the kitchen sink for him because if they want him, they'll just wait until the offseason and try to sign him. So uh, the Big 12 votes unanimously to accept Colorado as its new member. Good for Coach Prime. Yeah. Good for Coach Prime. Yeah. Um, also, in other news, uh, the Oregon Ducks and everybody, you know, everybody associated with the Oregon Ducks, the, um, uh, crap, what do you call it? I don't know. The, the board. Of, the, well, no, 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 no. Like, like the board. Um, yeah, the Board of Regents up in, uh, up in Oregon Duckland is meeting this morning about what their future is going to look like going forward. And there's a lot of rumors flying around that uh, they will also be coming over to the Big Ten. Not surprised. Yep. Uh, Colt, I that. Colts owner Jim Ursay says that top running backs call for reopening deal talks is inappropriate. Shut up, Ursay. Sometimes you're a, a bright, like brilliant businessman. Right now you're being an idiot. That's not that's not inappropriate at all. Shut up. <laughs> well, shut up. if anybody knows anything about inappropriate, it's going to be Jim Ursay. Amen to that. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Uh, Ursay said, we have negotiated a CBA that took years of effort and hard work and compromise in good faith with both sides. To say now that a specific player category wants another negotiation after the fact is inappropriate. Some agents are selling bad faith. Yeah. I, I get it from yeah. both sides. I mean, I get it from the running back sides. Running backs individually are undervalued, undervalued in the NFL right now. And... I understand the running backs trying to look out for their own. I, I completely understand that, but I, I also agree with Jim Arisay that you don't, you shouldn't renegotiate a, uh, an entire CBA just because one position group is unhappy. So, you know, I see both sides. Uh, Aaron Rodgers signs a reworked contract with the Jets that's going to save them about thirty-five million dollars over the next two seasons. Now, that's not the narrative I heard all offseason. The narrative I heard all offseason was Aaron Rodgers was a piece of crap and he was only going to New York for the money. That's what I heard. Kenny Agar is pissed about this. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he was he was due to make close to 110 million in guarantees on his previous contract before being reworked. Essentially, it's a two year, $75 million guaranteed uh, contract that he reworked to free up some uh, some money from the Jets. All I heard was Aaron Rodgers is a crappy teammate. That's all I heard. That's all I heard, too. That's not the script. Uh, Carrollton and Langston Hughes, they're going to be on ESPN2 for week one of the high school football season this year. Billy, 6 a.m. Or 6 (laughs) a.m. That'd be an early game. 6 p.m. pregame starts on ESPN2. We'll be able to see, uh, or I'll record, uh, Juju and and Bryce Hicks, Odom, everybody out there. I'll I'll set them to record. I'll have to to record this, too. That'll be neat, man. ESPN2 out in Carrollton. That'll be cool. Um, I'm either going to set it to record and go to a different game, or I'm going to go to this game and streak across the field so I can be on cable television. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Not sure which one. Both about 50-50 right now. Dude, uh, streak across the field and have the Morning 5 logo on your ass. That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. I could have I could have the Morning 5 logo on my ass, and then I could have Hometown Sports Media. I don't know if they'd want to be associated with a streaker, but I could have them across my chest. Like, yeah, let's not do the Hometown Sports Media. But no. Team 5, we don't care. Yeah, we don't care. We'll be associated <laughs> with streakers. I, we, we don't care. Whatever. I'll have a big flag that says, you know, TM5. We, are, logo on it. we, are, we are people, like men of the people. So let's let's do it. It's very true. Yeah, we, are, we are the voice of the people, I would say, is, is what we are. Uh, and today in 1992, Nolan Ryan strikes out his 100th batter for the 23rd consecutive season. Oat. <laughs> 23 consecutive seasons, Billy. Uh, you know, we, we were talking, I was talking with a buddy of mine yesterday about this. That is one record that will not be broken is his strikeout. It's just insane. 
Do you I, see how many strikeouts he has? That's oh man, I I don't know off the top of my head, but I know it's an insane number that no one will ever touch. It's like fifty three hundred. It is. Let me see. It is five thousand seven hundred and fourteen. Oh, I was shortchanging him. I apologize to Nolan Ryan because <laughs> not only does Nolan Ryan have an insane, insane lineup or like you know changeup and fastball. He also has a pretty hard right hand. That. <laughs> yeah, he does. What was that Robin Ventura found? Was that who that was? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, Billy, Billy, think about, so 23 consecutive seasons. Think about who is the greatest strikeout pitcher you have ever seen? Nolan Ryan. Well, I mean, other, other than Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. Dude, I saw Nolan Ryan pitch. Like, that's, that was the, that was the good thing about growing up, like, Nolan Ryan pitched into the 90s. He started his his career in 1969. Longevity is just ridiculous with Nolan Ryan. He literally was in four decades. His his first his ever 70s, 80s, 90s. Nolan Ryan's first ever major league appearance was in 1966. Yeah, and he didn't yeah. reti- he didn't retire until 93 when he was 46 years old. He played 27 years in the majors. Years. The longevity is is insane, and he's he's the greatest strikeout pitcher I've ever watched. Um, him, uh, probably Roger Clemens would be next in line. Um, yeah, Roger was before he started doing that that stuff allegedly. The Elroydos, uh, allegedly. Um, he allegedly, yeah, he, uh, he was pretty insane. Um, yeah, I said, man. I'd, Nolan Ryan's the goat. I mean, I mean, you look at, to look at Nolan Ryan's. It's just, it's just insane, dude. Nolan Ryan. Cy Young though. No, no, never won the Cy Young. I think the highest he ever finished was second. He finished second in '73. Um, I think that's insane. the highest. He insane only, he that only he made. Won the Cy Young. Uh, he only made eight All Stars. The he, greatest thing for me, Bryce, and you know this from watching baseball. If you can change speeds you're gonna have a really good career oh yeah and ryan ryan had a hundred mile an hour fastball and a 70 mile an hour changeup <laughs> what do you do with that <laughs> what do you do with that like, and the bad thing is is that when you're when he's pitching that it looks the same coming out of his hand <laughs> yeah i just, just like, i don't i don't know what you do with that i mean he's uh, billy in 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 1990 and 1991 Nolan Ryan, at the ripe old age of 43 and 44, went 13 and 9 and 12 and 6 in those two seasons. Struck out 232 batters in 90 and struck out 203 batters in 91. In both of those years, he led the league in whip at a 1.034 and a 1.006. Billy, neither of those years did he make the all-star team, and neither of those years was he even in the Cy Young running. The only thing that happened in 1990, the only award he was up for, was the MVP in which he finished 25th. Insane. It's just nuts. He's the greatest of all time when it comes to strikeouts, for my my opinion. He pitched 27 years and only one, two, three. Only three years did he not have over 100 Ks. And one of those years was 1966, where he only was in two games. So, yeah. Greatest... Greatest pitcher of all time, Goat. The fact that he didn't win a Cy Young is, is an absolute joke. It's crazy. Uh, Billy, and then we still remember Antoine Carter today. Antoine Carter of the Heard County community, senior linebacker down there. Our thoughts and prayers are still with everybody affected by this head coach down there, anybody associated with the high school, the athletic program, Antoine Carter's family and friends. Uh, y'all are all still in our prayers. Everybody down in Brave Nation, we are praying for you. Um and, and yeah, it's a it's it's a sad, sad thing we gotta we gotta talk about. But you know, it's it's one of those things. One of the one of the things that makes me proud to be part of this West Georgia community is all the love and everything that I've seen on social media and talk to everybody. Uh, just being poured out toward toward the Heard County Braves community is really heartwarming. Uh, so yeah, thoughts and prayers. Please keep the Antoine Carter family and all of Brave Nation and everybody's uh, thoughts and prayers going forward this season. Yeah, this is third student in 12 months at Heard County's lost. Third uh, student athlete. 
and it's it's unfortunate and you hate to hear this or you you always hate to lose kids and and this is Chris and I mentioned this Tuesday the primary focus of this podcast was to make a kids sound great and to help them out as much as possible so anytime we lose a kid it it hurts us to our core so yeah we we are praying for her county we are hoping that they find some sort of peace um, because this is not it's not an easy time and um, you know a lot of people have listened to our our Shane Lasseter interview Um, that number has gone up exponentially last night Um, you know because I think football will be able to heal and I, I can't wait to uh, to see how many people show up to that that week one matchup uh, against Bremen because that'll be that'll be intense and an awesome time. Yep, and it, I did it was so cool from Bremen. You know, they said you know it might be rivals week one on the field, um, but you know we're, we're brothers outside of outside of football. Uh, and and I know you know the Bremen community lost a, lost a young lady a couple of years ago, uh, Ralex, and and I I, I know they'll. They'll they'll do it right um, to uh, to honor Antoine Carter at that first game. Uh, you know, Billy and I are both both fathers, um, and when a young man loses his life, like I just dude, it tears me up, man. Like I, that's rough. That's rough. Um, so yeah, thoughts and prayers still going out to all everybody in the Heard County family, anybody in the Heard County community. Um, if anybody ever needs to talk, I I, I know mental health is not a um, not a stigma that we talk about enough, especially in, in the male community, I think, and especially in the football community. But, man, if, if anybody on that football team needs to talk, if, if anybody in that community needs to talk, please reach out to somebody um, because yeah. it's not, you know, sure. it's, it's, I think that's one of those stigmas that we're trying, this generation, our generation is trying to break that, uh, you know, it's, it's not, talking about your feelings is not a bad thing when you're a man. Like, it's just, No, and you know, it, it's something that you, when you and I grew up, it, it was originally like we got to push this down. Exactly. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And yeah. now I, I think we've realized that it's not it's not exactly what we need to do. And I, I know we're getting off the beaten path here, but you're, you're right. And you know we we just want to make sure that you know every child out there and, and to steal Burt Kreischer line, use I want to make every child make sure that they feel awesome 100 percent of the time. Yeah. Regardless of what goes on. So. That's how I want for everybody, yeah. honestly. Yeah. You and, know, and the only time that, you know, we, we want you to not feel awesome is if your team loses. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know? and, and just because you have feelings doesn't mean you're not a tough son of a bitch out there on the football field, you know, every single Friday and, oh, and during no. practice and everything. Um, so, yeah, just just keep that in mind. Anybody down the Hurt County community that listens to this, we love you. We're thinking about you. We're praying for you. If you need anything, please reach out to us. I don't know what we can do, but if there's anything we can do, we'll be more than happy to do it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening. This has been the morning five for Thursday. Uh, we got one more podcast this week, and then we got some special opens next week. Some little, uh, little, little special teas, little prize for you guys. For Billy Lindall, I am Bryce Barling. We will see you tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors, just shake them, shake your neighbors.